On this week's episode of Behind the Meat Curtains, the continuation of last week's episode in which we get more pet peeves from working in the strip club industry. Our guests this week are a waitress, a manager, and a stripper who tell us some of the really irritating things that customers would do. You can think of it as a do and don't list of how you should behave in a strip club. Plus, some really good advice on how to become a stripper. And what I hope is a prequel to the butt plug debate. All this and so much more on this week's episode of Behind the Meat Curtains. So the first time my sister came to visit me, and she's like a, a housewife, and she's we're completely opposite. But so she comes, I'm like, let's go to my work and get some drinks. And there was a shower show going on, and we went into the back, and there was a full stage of people and, and two girls um, that were doing a dance. We had the shower show, the bachelor party, and the first thing that popped into her mind was, oh my God, do they, as a mother, do they share that loofah? And I never thought of it. Like, oh I, I refuse to use the loofahs. They're like community loofahs. It's not. Yeah, I did a shower show like last week, and uh, the girl I was doing it with kept taking like one of the loofahs and like squeezing the like sudsy water out on me. Even that was grossing me out. I was like, it's bacteria. Like, <laughs> we can, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> and there was there was a fight with two of the girls over their their shower soap. One of them got mad at the other and took the other one's soap and. I don't know. I, well, they, they used to share a locker that had all their shower supplies in it, and they shared them. But then they had, like, a friend breakup. And uh, the one the one who had not bought all the supplies in the locker just took them, apparently. But then the other one needed them, and they were I've never returned. purchased shower show things. I uh, feel like that is a thing. I kind of <laughs> thought that the club just provided it, but I'm pretty sure I've just been, like, casually I, no, using everyone don't. else's, yeah. like... Yeah, as the person who years. provides things on behalf of the club, we don't. Yeah. Uh, we had dancers for a while when they would do the shower show request cream to pour on themselves in the middle of it. Remember that? Oh, and I'm, yeah, I, that's when I was waitressing, and I'm like running back to the bar. Can I need cream? Like, hey, the shower is not getting like, cleaned enough for them to be dairy chilly. Yeah, I don't know. They, they need cream to. Well, well, now that, it's whipped cream that's right? being used. Oh, is it now it's it whipped cream. It was heavy cream. It was like an actual cup. Whipped cream no, is making no, a little more sense. Really just like no, jousting yourself in the middle is like kind of an odd vibe. Are they purchasing it or are they just stealing it from the bar? Yeah, oh, we don't have it, thank God. No, no, I haven't ordered any whipped cream lately because I hate blowjob shots. And I'm, uh, now that I know about this, no more whipped cream on the order. <laughs> No, that's the the da- the dancer who's doing the whipped cream bullshit is supplying her own. I found out because that shit'll just appear like she has a concealed carry for that shit. <laughs> Quick it's just draw and for someone not wearing clothes. Yeah. And it, at first it was just a shower show thing for her, but in the last couple of weeks she's been taking it to the floor and the stage. What? So I've so never I have not seen this. Okay, so I'm, the same girl. She's amazing. So she has these cock-shaped lollipops, and she'll blindfold the guy in the VIP, and she'll have him, like, suck on it. And then <laughs> she just fucks with them. And then there was one point where she, I walked up, and she was like, hey, Riley, what flavor do you think this lollipop is? I was like, oh, I'm pretty sure it's cock. And the guy just, like, ripped it off and just looked down and was like, oh, man. And he, she had just been, like, in and out of his mouth, just, like, fucking with this cock in his mouth. <laughs> 
I mean, I will. I a lot of things. <laughs> a lot of things she does concern concern and frustrate me. But uh, Look, one time I did get a good fun, yeah. One time yeah, I did get a good laugh out of on a show. her bringing three dudes back to the VIP room to do dances, but she had their belts. Like she had them on oh, leashes. Yeah, she does yeah. that yeah. belt trick on stage but where she, she like whips the guy's belt off real smooth like, somehow. Like, like a lady awesome. walking a bunch of dogs. <laughs> and then made them stand outside in line and she danced for one of them at a time, three songs each, and the other just like waited there. And these guys were not like into humiliation or degradation or something. Like I was working at the VIP cashier stand and the two guys who were waiting were just confused. <laughs> like I was like, so are you guys all going back there? And they're like, I don't I don't know, but she said to wait. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. And you're you're gonna do that, huh? You're gonna do that, huh? He's like, I guess. And I was like, all right, well, you know, respect yourself, but whatever. Came into town recently. My first husband, who I have a child with, it was around her 16th birthday, so he came to visit, and he came to see me at the strip club, and I was like, I will buy you a lap dance, and that was who I chose. I was like, if any of the girls, it's this one right here. You were giving him a dance, but you know, the best thing about her is that she told me she's like, she's in a healthy relationship and she's like I am so submissive she's like I'm, I, she is that way at the club and she's like completely opposite she's like I would never like do that with my man like he is like the man like I'm, I'm it's funny to see that that's really interesting it's actually really funny because like last week so the girls do this thing like they'll pull the guy close and like booty bump them but she fucking knocked this guy straight off his chair and he fucking probably like flew like a foot or two <laughs> like straight just like on his back and I ran in the back and was like Patterson Patterson please please like watch the footage I want to see this guy just fucking fly and she just does this <laughs> but she gets she's definitely a lot of fun when it comes to her stage sets she definitely makes the attention she's like titty slap somebody across the room <laughs> Everyone thinks her stage sets are a lot of fun. Security disagrees. (laughs) He has a goddamn lawsuit waiting to happen. I'm just waiting for it. There are times we talk, like the security will talk while we're watching, and like if someone did that to me, like if I just went into a club and was just sitting there minding my own business, and someone did that, I'd be like pissed a little bit. Like, it's fucking, excuse you, that's not yours, don't touch that. Tyler got a little, last time I came in, he's like, she fucking hurt my neck. She literally, like, the next day, he's like, his neck was all messed up, just from sitting at her stage. She, like, whatever she did, like, twisted, like, around. She's definitely one of the dancers where, you know, if security's coming over, it's not to, like, protect her. It's because if there's any kind of problem, that you're you're coming to help the customer. No, yeah, that is legit. I do tell customers that when they're starting to get a little bit out of pocket with some of the dancers i'm like listen man it's my job to protect these girls from bad people but sometimes it's my job to protect dumb people from these girls (laughs) and she is a lot closer to you than i am so fucking watch herself she will get you before i can help Sometimes the dancers will do things that's fun for one customer and not the good time for the next. Um, there's one specifically that I can think of uh, that likes to take people's glasses off because she has she has, oh, no. she has a muff and she'll be totally okay with me talking about this because she'll know who I'm talking about. Um, and she likes to clean their glasses with her muff and then put them back on their face and it's like yes. because. Yes. <laughs> and it's like, 
So, you know, getting, like, bumped off a chair with some girl's ass might be a good time for someone. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and getting, you know, a, you know, a glass clean and everything. This but is like how you get pink eye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You are not wrong with you. But, like, it's really what interesting how I got pink eye story, though. Yeah. Is it worth it, though? It's just, like, even when they take, like, a customer's hat off. There used to be a girl that would take their hat off and put it between her legs and like walk with it. And it's like, no, sometimes hats are expensive and you just ruin it. <laughs> like, it's hey, Kat, do you want to comment on the the beard can trick between the butt cheeks? Oh. It's a white claw. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, is any of you at this point, point now? now? Because we, oh, I think we already did this on an episode. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. We got rid of the, no, it's, it's totally fine. Uh, we. We got rid of the butt plug thing. We're supposed to revisit that. I was in California, but I was definitely following the butt plug debate, and it was one of my favorite things that has ever gone on in the group chat. <laughs> so good. I like screenshot the whole thing. <laughs> that was the best home base app ever, or message. Um, the second one was actually with you when they were talking about the oh. sex industry, and it, <laughs> there was a girl, so we're going like all over the place. Yeah. This is just becoming a meeting at a this morning. So there, we will do the battle of the butt plugs. I gotta get a group together to do that because there, people were fighting over whether butt plugs or no butt plugs. But there was a a girl that was talking about um, working in the sex industry. Working in the sex industry. She was really offended, I think, by the term sex worker. Yeah. Well, 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 tell the story because. Uh, we're, we're telling it about you, apparently. No, no, okay, you know. But, I don't, she probably doesn't remember. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I really wanted you on this, was this one comment you made. So a girl um, was talking about doing tax, tax stuff for industry workers. She's like, hey, here's a tax guy that will help, you know, all you sex workers, like, with their, your tax stuff. And it was the pregnant dancer that was like, oh, I am not a sex worker. This is wrong. And everybody like found the definition of sex worker. She's like, I'm not a hooker. I'm a dancer. And you went on there and you were like, did you just take up ballet or something? And it was the funniest thing for some reason. You joined the ballet or what? Um, Yeah, I actually kind of felt low-key about that. It was like our, our pregnant dancer. And everyone was honestly so mean about it. And I was like, no, this was going to turn into like a heated debate. Um. But, yeah, yeah I did kind of feel bad, though, that the original girl was just trying to be helpful. She's like, yeah, this is this tax person who will, you know, she does work because she has experience with working with sex workers. And then turned to everyone being like, you know, just raging about whether we're sex workers. <laughs> Group shot. Was there uh, a strong debate about just that, whether or not you happen to be, like, do... Yeah, it mm. seems like maybe it was. I think it was really just the one. It was really just one, one person dancer was, was who mad felt about the term sex by that, and, and, and in her all defense, the rest of them just she, sent it uh, on her like a pack of fucking very, jackals. very <laughs> pregnant. She was a very pregnant at the time. I honestly, if I'd known people were gonna get like real hated about it, I probably would not have contributed. But. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that was my phone started blowing up because of that. Because then, like the owner and the other manager were like, "Shit's getting weird. Shit's getting weird. We got to do something. This has to stop." <laughs> They're starting to get angry at each other, so we had to put a stop to the chat entirely. Uh, You've had a put a 
stop to several chats. Well, people were like, people who don't even actively dance there but are still on the app for some reason because they're still in the contract term were starting to chime in. There were like names appearing in the feed that were people who I had never even fucking met. And I was like, all right, all right, we're done. This is done. I don't care. We're done. We're done. Yeah, because your, your first um, home base fight was probably the butt plug thing. Oh, yeah. I didn't – I don't have a – I wanted to make it clear I don't have a moral problem with them. Uh, but I also have a lot of obligations at any given time, and I wasn't going to add – like biohazard cleanup <laughs> to that list of things. Uh, you know, I was like, it is not my job to police the furniture for snail trails. So well, you said we're going to put a I plug just had this imagination of like guy walking out in full suit with big rubber gloves and helmet on. I do put on gloves to clean stuff up sometimes. Oh, that yeah. definitely happens. Yeah. Uh, not because of the dancers, usually more like dudes puking in the bathroom and stuff, yeah, yeah. but. I just thought about this. So if they are dancing with the butt plug, and they sit down, and they get back up, and they sit back down, like, do they take it out after the dance? And they walk yeah. around, and they keep it in? Like, but, I, I mean, it was... just keep it in. Definitely, yeah, like, we are, we, if we had a lot of butt plugs, you probably would not have been allowed to be just, like, putting it in and out. Yeah, yeah. But I, I had to go back on this message board and look at everything, and I looked at the owner's thing saying, we're, we're going to allow butt plugs, and... But you can all you cannot once you're out of the dressing room you cannot take them out. Yeah. Um, you don't want to get out of the dressing room. I vote. I vote that we table this discussion. This is a whole ass yeah, episode. No, I, I was just gonna say this that. is a whole ass episode. There is a lot Absolutely. of no pun intended filler here. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, yeah. Call me back for that one. One hundred percent. Lots of things to say. So one of the questions we haven't. Uh, asked in a while, maybe since the first episode, and you guys can all chime in on this, although you'll be the one that would have the most input, is what advice would you give for someone who's going to be a stripper? And it could be anything. You can even say, like, don't be a stripper. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, and I think, you know, it's obviously not a job that is for everyone. Um, You know, but I think... It's like, it's not for everyone, but it's for anyone, right? Like, there's not a specific, that's what people often ask you is, you know, do you think I could be a stripper, you know, based on just how you look or, or what qualities you have in different way, you know, people will be concerned about like whether this thing or that thing would prevent them from being a stripper. And the answer is always no. Like, as long as you are comfortable and confident about that thing, it doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, it's definitely not for everyone. I think, you know, the other thing is that, you definitely just have to like kind of dive in, you know, people always ask, you know, what do you need to do to prepare? And, you know, um, I think really you just, you kind of have to just, yeah, take the leap. You're never going to feel completely prepared and you're not going to walk into a strip club for your first time dancing and just feel completely confident getting on stage. Um, you know, you you have have to dive in like, man, I wish I would have known this when I first started dancing. Um, Yeah, I think that, you know, the advice I I usually try to give people when they're looking to start dancing is that they um, try to ask around. And there are also some apps for dancers where you can kind of look at what clubs um, in your area there are. And I think it's a good idea to go in, you know, um, to various clubs as well and just kind of get a feel for them and, um, you know, see what other people are doing, see what other people are wearing, what they're listening to, that kind of thing. 
And then, you know, I think it's a good idea to go in once you kind of pick a club and talk to somebody um, who works there. And you can definitely go in and just tip one of the girls, you know, basically anybody who open to that. If you just tip one of the girls that works there and just ask them kind of about their job and what um, what the roles are, what they think you need to know. And I think that uh, definitely can be really helpful. Um, so you just have like a basis for, for what the expectations would be for you at that job and how the girls feel about the club that they work at. Um, and then just, I think setting solid boundaries for yourself. I think you have to ask yourself before you start, um, exactly what you are and are not comfortable with and really decide ahead of time. Like these are the like boundaries that I have and what I'm going to feel okay about. And then really committing to those things and, um, not bending those boundaries at all in the moment because it's very easy I think as a baby stripper you know you feel so much pressure um to kind of yeah like let people push your boundaries around a little bit and so I think that's what's most important is just to have really set boundaries and then you know if you want to evaluate changing your boundaries in any way you need to do it when you are not at work and not in the moment so if you think about you know maybe I would have actually been okay with that thing the important thing is not to make that decision in the moment. It's to look at it later and be like, okay, is this actually a thing that I'm comfortable with? Um, that's great. This is a question yeah, that's awesome. You could, I guess, depending on how you hear the question, you don't actually have to answer it. But did you have anything that you were like, oh, I wish, I wish I would have stuck to my line there, you know? Uh, one of the reasons I even ask is on an earlier episode, I remember just when you said that, people saying, I told myself when I started dancing, I wouldn't do this. And then night one, someone like said, hey, can I have a, a full uh, table dance? And I was never going to take off my bottoms. And boom, night one, I was taking off my bottoms, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think that there are like some different things that kind of contribute to people feeling that way. I think largely, you know, nerves. It can be hard to feel confident kind of asserting your boundaries, especially, you know, when you have customers who seem to, like, expect that you will go above what you're comfortable with. I also think that, you know, often you come into stripping and you've never made that kind of money before, right? And so the amount of money that you're like, okay, well, this person will pay me, like, all this extra money if I just do this extra thing. Like, that's so much money. You know, and you kind of have to um, just take a step back and realize that, you know, you're going to make good money and you can make good money without making yourself uncomfortable, you know? And um, so I think that's important. I think also just um, if you've worked any kind of customer service before, you really have to approach stripping um, in a very different way, right? So I think, you know, if you're used to having to have like a customer service attitude and personality, um, the customer is it can not come very automatic. Right. Yeah. yeah, people, you know, you you have a tendency to be too nice when people are being like really shitty to you. Yeah, the and you customer definitely can't do is that in fact almost always wrong. Yeah, definitely you have to get comfortable being able to tell customers to like, fuck off about stuff, which is not something you probably did at your job as a barista, right? And so I think that just um yeah, kind of figuring out that What's kind one of my of favorite art. parts about working in the industry is that I am able to tell a customer to kind of fuck off. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> it's nice. And, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't tell them to fuck off often. Oh, I, I do. <laughs> so. I definitely do. Absolutely. And one thing that I, I think I knew before we started doing the podcast, but it's just become more clear is there's so much, um, oh, I lost the word, um, entitlement with customers. 
Absolutely. And a bizarre to me sense of entitlement of I came in this building and now I get to do whatever I want. Oh, and I've yeah. spent so much money in here oh tonight. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> I spent so much money. You hear that one all Yeah, day. it's almost it's never someone who's spent a remarkable amount of money. Absolutely <laughs> not. Almost never. It's some dude who dropped like a hundred bucks. <laughs> <laughs> like Baca Rock. Yeah, and I'm like, all, all you're proving to everyone in the room right now is how not money you like have. People, people with a lot of money, money will not tell you about how much money they have. Yeah. They will show you. People with real money don't don't walk in and be like, check me out, I'm rich. Yeah. <laughs> or they'll um, be like, oh, well, they'll, they'll, uh, their card will get declined, and then they'll try to show me their bank account. <laughs> I love that one. That's fun. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Like, if it, if it's decline, give me cash. All the money in there is useless if you can't give it to me. It's, it like, is a weird thing. Customers will try to, like, tell you about how much money they have, and it's always the customers that aren't spending any money. Um, you know, so really, they just really want you to know that they're like, it's not that they're broke, they're just cheap. Somehow they think that that's like I a have flex. Tons of money. I, I just am really cheap. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's really weird. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that was one of my things when I was, when I would waitress. It's like those guys like that when they go to the ATM. Because, you know, you clean up around there and people always leave their receipts in the ATM. And I grab them, I throw in the garbage, but it's really hard not to look at them. And I'm like, just to see their balance, you know? <laughs> like, ooh, I oh, this is how it but No, I actively, like, I actively look for that shit. Because if, if there's a fat total on there, then, like, you know, dancers who tip me well... I'm like, hey, heads up, the dude in the black jacket has $300,000. Go get him! As people on, on the other side of dancing, do you guys have any um, advice for people who want to become a stripper? Who want to become a stripper? Yeah. Don't trust anyone. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking trust a single soul. <laughs> Until you, like, actually figure out people, but... I mean, when I first started working there, I didn't talk to anybody. I was actually very put off, and I actually was kind of mean to people. You? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, never asked you, Kat. <laughs> I'm still terrified of you. Shut up. I mean, you don't have to uh, give advice, but the last time I asked this, I asked it to just a stripper, and everybody at the table had something to say about it. So I want to know what uh, if you had something. I guess I could talk about the actual mechanics of getting hired a little bit and advice for that. Sure. More, more. I'm gonna focus on the don'ts a little bit more. Uh, there's been a bunch of those. Uh, like one, don't show up in the middle of. This is bad in any customer service industry. If you're trying to get a job, don't show up in the middle of their busy time, and then bother the shit out of the person who makes the decision about your job for an extended period of time while they have a lot of things to do. I feel like generally probably call ahead and ask. Call ahead is a like great way in. to do it. There's a lot of people who just like, they'll show up at like midnight on a Friday and be like, uh, so are you guys like auditioning? And I'm like, <laughs> not right the fuck now. No. Like, well, but I mean like I could just get up there real quick and do that. And I'm like, no, I'm I would not imagine the dice on that. I would imagine a fair deal of those people <coughs> decided they were going to audition after they were actually yeah, on the front, front door. door. I, I could do that. There's a lot of like traveling dancers too. Like some clubs in other states and counties and stuff like don't really have scheduling. Like you can't just show up, audition, work. They're very lax about it. But since we're a little more remote in a smaller club by comparison, you know. 
we give preference to the people who live here, who are reliable here, who have bills here. You know, I'm not going to tell someone that I see four nights a week to fuck off so that some chick who walked in already half drunk on White Claw can find, can show me what she learned from TikTok about twerking. Like, that's not, that's not how this works, you know? Just professionalism is a big part of it. Don't be, don't be hammered. Don't be bossy, entitled. Yeah. Like, yeah. Treat it like I a job. Say, it's a job. If you, know? you go in and you ask if you can work there and they say no, that's the answer. You're not going to argue your way out of no. It's not going to be like 20 minutes later of you screaming at me. I'm going to be like, you know what? Never mind. I would love to spend more time with you. You know what? Oh my God. I like the way you think. Yeah. You know? Yeah, on the flip side, like the advice I always try to give people about auditions, especially first-time dancers, is that you know every club is definitely different as far as what they're looking for and what their audition process is like. And uh, you know, I think anyone that has danced, um, you know, travel danced or just danced long-term, at, you know, and hasn't always been the same club, has auditioned somewhere where they did not get hired, right? Like even your most uh, like you know, um, experienced dancers and, you know, the hottest dancers you see have been somewhere where they did not get hired if they've, you know, travel danced or anything like that, where they've auditioned at a lot of clubs, you know, it can definitely be any number of things. Sometimes, you know, it's just, you walk into a place and the manager is looking for something very specific that is just his type and you are not that. So I think the thing to keep in mind is, you know, I think it can feel like a lot of pressure for people. So I think it can be really hard a lot of the time when you have first time dancers. If you go in somewhere and you don't get hired, you know, it can make you feel really bad. And I think uh, just keeping in mind that that's a very normal thing and it doesn't really mean anything about you and, you know, your talent or the way that you look or the way you present yourself or anything else, you know, and definitely just to uh, not let that be a setback for you and just go somewhere else, you know? Um, that's very good advice. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like it's like how you handle rejection. Yeah, but it's like, I don't know. I think it's just so arbitrary. You know, I think a lot of the time applying for different kinds of, you know, if you were in any other industry, it's often, you know, about your qualifications. With stripping, it's like, you know, it could be anything. You know, the manager may be just like, he didn't like your hair. Like, it's just like, who cares? You know, the manager's racist. Like, it just, it could be anything. You know, don't take uh, it personally. No. <laughs> not our manager. He's not racist. He's a delight. <laughs> yeah, there's just yeah. so many different kinds of clubs and like looks that they go for. You go to, I mean, I just you know, like a little bit of California and Portland clubs, and it's just, it's just different. They have like, you know, if you go to like the Kit Kat Club in Portland, and it's like fun, and like everybody's like kind of has like a different kind of show, yeah. and so it's not. And just a different look. That's definitely a thing. Also, I was, I was talking about maybe, you know, if you're thinking about dancing, dropping into some different clubs and just, like, taking a look. And that's definitely, I think, one of the things to think about is whether the uh, dancers in that club and the aesthetic that seems to be the theme in there is, you know, something that you would kind of fit in with. Yeah, I would say just in general. And, again, I always, um, I'm always self-conscious when I'm throwing out pieces of advice because you guys know this way more than me. But um, it seems like you would you'd have to go into it knowing that you're going to need to have a thick skin uh, just in yeah. general because Absolutely. auditioning, oh, yeah. dancing, you know, you're going to have nights where you're just not the customer's thing yeah. and everybody has like their window and you're going to have great nights and you're going to have nights that are just like, 
it's not your night, and you have to learn to not take it personally. Yeah. Also, as a cocktail waitress, a lot of people feel like we are like we are a dancer, and mm-hmm. I get asked so often, and we get pestered at that point. We're like literally like I had an incident last night where we had a guy that was pestering one of our waitresses and was like trying to be like, oh, I'll take you out, or let me have we did a dance with you, and like it's actually it gets kind of frustrating at that point. And that's why we need to have that backbone, like what you were saying. Because if you don't have that backbone, you really just can't work yeah, in, no, in, in the industry. I, I came out of the office because I heard you and the waitress while being like, you can't just talk to people like that, man. <laughs> like she said, no, go away. And I was like, oh, I see everything is handled here. Okay. <laughs> well, because I'm a bitch. So. <laughs> but I guess it's. I, I did. I, I'm very proud on that one. It just gets very frustrating because, I mean, like, as example, like, the last night, like, the guy was like, oh, I'll, I'll show you a good time. I'll, like, I'll take you out. I'll treat on my girlfriend for you. And that's a uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a big thing that <laughs> you are a stand-up man. <laughs> but it just gets frustrating for us because it's just like, and then they keep asking and asking, and it's just like, no, we can't. And then, like, for us, like, I try to respect the dancers where I'm like, no, no, I can't, but I can get you a different dancer. And, like, no, no, I want you. I'm like, I can't do that. And then it's like, I don't know how many times I probably say, no, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. I can't. I can't. I'm not allowed to. Like, Sir, you do I, not have enough money for me to lose my job right now. <laughs> exactly. And, like, it's it gets kind of frustrating, but you just kind of have to deal with it. And it's that's the only frustrating part, really, when it comes down to things like that. But that's where you need your background, where you can be, like, nice, but you can still be stern and put them in their place. Yeah, you have to learn. You have to learn the software because you still want money from them also. I think it takes time to find the balance between like, not letting people And you like, have to know how to pick your own shitty. battles with these people as yeah. well. And I do it to Riley all the time because you know you can be a little hot-headed sometimes. Of and you course. Get so mad, I'm like, just shake it off, shake it off. Is this it worth it? And I even make her do the. I'm doing it right now. Uh, I make it, I make her do the the wiggle of her hands, like just shake it off. I like, never do it. I just want you to know that I never I either, do it. I make her shake it off or I flash her. That's how I. Yes, she shows me her boobs. Every time I look angry, and then she just tits. I'm like boobs. It's great. Yeah, it, it distracts me. But you have to learn. You do have to learn to pick your battles because it's like there's so many people are gonna piss you off and it will build up and it will build up. But it's not. But it's not worth it. You have to like go in the back and find like some kind of outlet or you have the dressing room and or talk to someone or scream at someone or punch someone then not the customer we're not allowed to punch people something not someone i wholeheartedly discourage unless you're getting paid for it <laughs> yeah it's a separate conversation another <laughs> episode um we're an hour in do you want to wrap it up yeah we can definitely wrap it up do you guys have any final thoughts Nothing? No. Do you, hey, anything? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, this is Behind the Meat Curtains. I'm Kat, and we are at Backside Cakes in Bend, Oregon. Um, for your private events, cakes, coldest beer, and cheapest beer in town. Um, uh, bartenders. Oh. You <laughs> and Andre. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I am Kat. I'm the Brad. Uh, yeah, one more thing before we totally wrap up. Uh, we have uh, a website. Oh, yes. Uh, for any questions, comments, hate mail, it's um, info at behindthemeatcurtains.com. Um, you can contact us that way. And, yeah. If possible, like if you guys are hiring, can I answer the hate mail? 
Well, I mean, we could probably have a hate mail episode. Yeah, definitely. I mean, just let me, let me, let me do it. Yeah. Let me do we it. We haven't gotten anything yet because we the first episode yet, but yeah. I think it'd be We're really fun. We're doing a thought tomorrow, um, just for Chris. I just really enjoy dealing with dissatisfied customers. <laughs> I think you do a little hobby of yours. I do. It's, yeah, we'll just it's a thing I savor. When someone's like, uh, yeah, this guy wants to talk to the manager about a dance, I'm like, ooh, yes. Please do. <laughs> what did you think you were going to get for your money, sir? No, tell me, tell me in detail. What did you think was about to happen? Well, Explain again, yourself. Info at behindthemeatcurves.com and our theme music is from Tribe of Noise. You can find them at www.tribeofnoise.com. Thanks to our host, Backside Cakes, for hosting us. You can find them at 740 Northeast 3rd Street, Suite 6, Bend, Oregon 97701. Stop in sometime, you might see us recording. Listen to us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And you can find us on the web at www.behindthemeatcurtains.com or write us at info at behindthemeatcurtains.com. Thanks!